You're listening to Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We're back and on Hockey Prospect Radio, powered by Huddle Analysis, offering the largest, date, largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're now speaking with Mike McMahon, College Hockey Insider. Read his Substack. We're going to talk about some drafted players in college hockey. And one of the guys I want to get your thoughts on, it's he, it's a really interesting case study because this I've actually never seen this happen before. I mean, COVID, you know, caused part of it. But when you look at Matt Capone, who is a draft pick for the Edmonton Oilers, and he's at Merrimack, he's in his third year, but the kid played one year of prep school didn't play this the next year because COVID. So didn't play at all. And then came into Merrimack as an eight year old freshman. And now is in his junior year. And by look, by all accounts, and I've seen him play offensively, he's gifted, very, very gifted, but it's just an interesting where I don't think he's played enough game elite games against tough competition prior to coming into college. And then there's there's limited because you only have you know he's gonna he's probably going to play another year. It's just it's really interesting. It's just an interesting, I guess, path through his hockey career. Because even though if I was looking at Merrimack, I would have recommended, hey, do you want to go play a year in in USHL first before you come into Merrimack? But he didn't, um, and had a bit of a rough you know freshman year, but. I think his, you know, his sophomore year and his junior year has been very, very good offensively. Yeah, I think one of the things they were worried about back three years ago was, you know, they were at a different point as a program too. So, like, if they didn't bring him in when they did, and he goes to the USHL and he kind of pops, well, now they may not get him, right? I think, I think yeah, that's there was a little bit of concern right. there from a Merrimack standpoint. Really skilled offensive player. Really, I see, I see him a lot. I, I watch Merrimack play a lot. So he's a really skilled player. Not the biggest guy in the world. Uh, I think he's working on his game away from the puck. He's actually talked to me about that, being better on face-offs, uh, being better as a guy that, that provides support as opposed to a guy who's trying to do everything one-on-one. So uh, that's where he's trying to grow in his game this year. But really, I mean, you see it. When the puck's on the stick, he's a really skilled, skilled player. Yeah, one of the things that sometimes it's hard to get through to young players is, and what, I said it to somebody, a player at the World Juniors, and I said, think about how many minutes – or in a game, 60 minutes. Then think about how many minutes you play in re- in a regular game. He goes, oh, about 20. Okay, then how, mu- how much of that 20 minutes do you actually have the puck on your stick? A minute? Minute, 12 seconds max? Yeah. So yeah. you're looking at about, in a 60-minute game, you're looking at 2% of the time you have the puck in your stick. So what are you doing the other 98% of the time to help your team win? And he kind of went, oh. And that's I think, is the same thing that Matt is going through, is recognizing... I can't skill my way through games. I'm going to have to do other things when I don't have the puck, which is the majority of the time to help my team win. Cause otherwise you have zero chance of playing in the NHL. I mean, absolutely zero. And you have a hard enough time playing in the American league without it. So that's yeah. where uh, I'm really curious to see what he does. And I'm glad that you get to see more than I, than I do. Cause then I get to, you know, tap at you on the shoulder and ask some questions. I'd also like to get your thoughts on Sam Lemkin. So Philadelphia draft pick and Quinnipiac, um, obviously I really like the program. You know, he's played and, you know, with a, with a team that's won. I mean, he did a couple years 
one, two, actually, yeah, two full years at Chicago and USHL, and now he's in a sophomore season. And I think this is the type of trajectory and player development schedule I like to see players on is a, basically the polar opposite of Matt Capone, who we just talked about. And it's a little bit different because Sam is 6'2", and he's like 102, almost 200 pounds, but he's a guy who can play another year and then be really actually prepped to go into the American Hockey League as a 22-year-old. That's what I look at. Yeah, and I think what you see too with him is just consistency. You know, he's he's yes. over a point per game, and there's not a lot of games this year where he doesn't have a point. And he's got 11 goals in 21 games, so he's about a half a goal a game. Well, you look at the, the game log, and it's about a goal every other game. It's pretty consistent. It's not like he's loaded up in a stretch where he's got seven goals in three games or something like that. It's pretty consistent that he pretty much gives you a goal every other game and pretty much gives you at least one, maybe more than one point per game. Uh, and it's pretty consistent in every game played this year. So uh, that's that was pretty evident last year, even when he was a freshman. But uh, one of the more consistent players in, in terms of his production, I think that's what makes him so dangerous too, is from Ren Pecknell's standpoint, he knows what he's going to get when he puts him over the boards. Like there, there's not a lot – there's not a, much difference between his ceiling and his floor. It's it's pretty much consistent game to game. Yeah, I mean, seventh round pick, Arizona, like that's your seventh round pick. Perfect guy like, to take a flyer on. A hundred percent. I mean, and the fact of the matter is, if he plays any pro games, it's a home run hit. If he plays any pro games in the NHL, I mean, he could have a long career in the American League, but at the rate he's going at, and he if he can play another season like this and then come in a pro and be like 22, um, you know, pushing 23, that I think he has a really good opportunity to play some NHL games, to be a guy who comes out of like almost basically nowhere from a draft standpoint, like seventh round is is coming out of nowhere. Seventh rounders rarely play. But I just like what he did is like coming out of the academy into the Chicago Steel kind of split some games between New Jersey and Chicago Steel and then played the full season, was a captain, and then, you know, comes in and plays, you know, with Quinnipiac two years and and then played in the World Juniors last year, right? So we got that opportunity to play there too. Um, and that says something about, you know, his game as well. So he's, he's an intriguing package because he, at the end of the day, you ask NHL coaches, what do you want? I want a big winger, can go up and down. And bang a little bit of bodies, go to the greasy areas, get some greasy goals, and be hard to play against. And go get pucks. Well, that's his game. That, that's his game. And yeah. he's in a really high-paced system. Like, Quinnipiac plays a high-paced game, and they play an aggressive game where we want you to go get the puck. And there's no, like, holding back. Like, there's no prevent defense here. So, for him... I think it's just it'd be easier for him to transition into the American Hockey League and beyond because he plays at a pace that is similar to the pro game. Um, and I think that's, you know, really helpful to all the players, obviously, at Quinnipiac from that standpoint. Uh, lastly, let's talk about Owen McLaughlin. So he was a another seventh, a seventh round pick, Philadelphia Flyers uh, in North Dakota, played Sioux City Musketeers in the USHL and now is in, in his sophomore season as well. And talk about what you've seen from him uh, because I like talking about these late round picks that go to college because they're the ones that can play three or four years and come out and get a couple years in the American League and all of a sudden, you know, you see him playing a couple games in the NHL and like, wait a minute, you have to go back and ask yourself, okay, is this the right developmental system for guys to make it into the NHL 
that are late bloomers. You might as well just go play college hockey. Yeah, and he's been a bloomer this year, too, in terms of really stepped up his game as a sophomore, took on a different role. He's been on fire, one of the hottest players in the country for the last couple of weeks. And started the second semester, he's got eight points in four games. Uh, I think four of those have been goals. So uh, a guy, and, and really it picked up for him like the middle of November, you know, even the beginning of the year, didn't have a point in his first four or five games of the year. Uh, so most of the 23 points he has this year have come in about 16, 17 games. Uh, the last 16, 17 games, which I really think just means he found another gear and maybe felt a little bit more comfortable. Like I said, it was a little bit of a different role where they wanted him to be more of an offensive driver last year. Not so much. You're a freshman. Uh, yeah. They had plenty of point production, even on their back end with guys like Clement. Uh, I think this year it was, Hey, we need you to be a little bit more of an offensive driver. And, and really since he's been put into that role right around that weekend against Minnesota state, which was like end of October, early November, uh, he's been more than a point per game player and, and a guy that they've really leaned on a good team too. Yeah, no, very good team. And, and thoughts with like really Lincoln and, and McLaughlin as seventh round picks. And, you know, when you have conversations with these players, you know, I'm sure it's in their mind, like, okay, all the kids that are, you know, higher draft picks are going to get more opportunity. So what do I need to do to, you know, present myself to the to an in to my NHL club or to potentially other NHL clubs because you only have 50 contracts right like and you know what do I need to do like are they cognizant of how those things work are they or are they just solely focused on what they're doing next uh for next game in college I think it depends you know I think it depends on how closely they talk to the player development people with, with those NHL clubs. I think those conversations happen, you know, pretty often nowadays that they, they're keeping track of prospects almost on a daily basis. And I think it makes sense. Like both of these guys are similar. I, I think in seventh round picks, late bloomers, guys that if I'm an NHL team and, and I'm taking a pick in the sixth or seventh round to me, taking a guy like this, who you look at and go, you know what? Maybe he's a, a guy we look at as a college free agent in, in two or three years when he's 23, 24, to make sure you have that guy's rights and he's already in your system. Now you don't have to go out and compete against 30 other teams to, to try to get that player. You already have his rights. I think it's smart when teams use those late round picks on college players where they've got a four year window to evaluate them. Uh, and especially if you're looking at it as guys that, Hey, we, we think when he's a junior or a senior, he might be one of the top UFAs in that college class. that we want to go after. Now we already have him. We just got to, we just got to negotiate with him. We don't have to, to fight against 31 other teams for him. 100%. Well, Mike, thank you very much for coming on the show. Once again, great insight. Look forward to speaking to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back right after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. 
The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. 